0: Welcome back to OPA Podcast, episode 71. Uh, today, it's just the three of us. Say hi, Soup. Hello. And Griffin. Good evening. Along with myself, Jason O. And uh, today, Wyatt is not here. He has work related stuff that needs his attention. Is that the best way to describe it, guys?
1: <laughs> Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. But to go from there, we are going to recap um, the Iowa game and preview Michigan State, along with any other uh, news and stuff that has spilt this past weekend or today, uh, Monday the 23rd. But to recap, um, the Golden Gophers won 12-10 against the 24th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, bringing back the Floyd of Roorsdale. Yes, we got the pig back. Start cheering, everyone. Yay, yay. Let's do it yummy bacon
1: yummy bacon
2: let's um yeah you know what yep woohoo so excited no complaints at all (laughs) not one
0: not one not one
1: it was great i enjoyed it the whole time
0: okay i'll have to break the (laughs) the joker guys so going into the game and details here um I could. I don't know how I would describe. It. I was very mad during that 60 minutes of gameplay. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, defense played a great game, but offense and special teams, besides Dragon Kessich just like pissed me off so much. And I, I and again, we were kind of expecting it, but I was like hurt <laughs> as the game went on. And I thought we would have lost due to the um punt return for a touchdown, which we'll get to in a moment. Um but yeah, how do, how do you guys feel about the game overall? You go um, first,
2: dude.
1: I I'm I'm glad it happened. Boy, do I hate how we got here though. Um that was it's probably the worst I felt after a win like ever. And it's like a huge huge win, right? And I just, I didn't feel good about a second of it.
2: I think for me today, like right now is the absolute best I've felt about this win. Like kind of just to echo what you said, like I hate how we got here. But the more you kind of like, at least for me, trying to be as objective as possible the last 48 hours, I'm like, this is the happiest I've been. Um we we knew it was going to play out like this, but there's also a point where we just have this emotional numbness to certain games, certain outcomes. Like, we've just seen all of the potential outcomes before, good and bad. And, like, you just knew... The this thing is, was... is
1: it happened. It happened yeah. right in front of us again. It, it, it happened. It happened. Like, we all watched it slip away again, and it was
0: just like, this, this can't keep happening. It's like that meme, like, the guy, like the little guy, trying to get the little balloon, and then someone's holding him back from getting that little balloon. Like that's us trying to get Floyd. Like that's how I thought we got I it. saw us losing Floyd, but we didn't. Obviously, we have him back, and he's now sitting right side, uh, right beside Paul Bunyan's axe at the facility. So, um, for the
1: first time in
0: how long? I have seven since, years.
2: Right, since '93, since we both had them.
0: Yeah. And we haven't won in Kinnick since 1999, um, which is a long way to come. And then PJ lost 0 to seven to Iowa. If you include his, um, one season at Western Michigan against Iowa. So PJ has been pretty much winless against Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Oh, almost
2: like, oh, and seven and a half. You want to call it? I mean, come on, at
1: one and seven. A win is a win. Griff, I'm I'm with you, honestly. Like I feel better about it, you know. As as time goes on, like I'm happy that we've that we won, and you know, I'm feeling I'm in a much better place on the game after watching it a second time. I think.
0: Oh, I feel the but, same too. What about you, Griff? I
2: was, I mean, it's just over. Like just the last forty-eight hours, I'm sitting here like I wasn't like. Screaming happy in the moment. I wasn't going to be like sobbing sad if the touchdown stood. I was just sitting here like reading the rules. I'm like, what are the rules? What do I need to be looking for to either objectively agree with this or be like, you know what? Maybe Iowa did get robbed. I just am trying to look at this with. Without a bunch of emotional feelings. So, how, like, how
1: could they have gotten robbed? That's the rule.
0: Yeah. Like, like, like let's touch on this for our viewers and listeners. Um, if you weren't watching the game and not on Twitter and stuff like that.
1: First of all, congratulations on enjoying your life a lot more yeah. than me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, the Gophers are up 12 10 with like a minute and 40 or 45 left in the fourth quarter. Um, Mark Crawford punts it away.
1: After running the ball on third and
0: nine. Yeah, on on a three and out and punts from the Gopher offense, knowing Classic PJ wants to milk the clock despite being ahead by only two.
1: An 11% loss of win percentage in one play.
0: Yep. Um, The Gene, is that his name? Um, Yeah. Yep. uh, Does something with his hand. One is pointing. The left hand is waving at shoulder level, picks up the ball, runs it into the end zone with great protection from his special teams, which all three of us thought, hey, this is what we were expecting. Um, Iowa runs a great special teams. However, when they're reviewing it, they threw a flag. And I think, Griffin, I think you shared this rule, the, the rules on the group chat. Do you have that up right now? Um, or what was the
2: Are you talking about um, Article Four G, which says that um, in invalid or fair catch signals are reviewable? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So in in twenty twenty one in the most I I believe is the most updated handbook, and Article Four G it says that fair catch signals are reviewable, but it doesn't explicitly state invalid fair catch signals, but one could assume in a reasonable way that that would include invalid fair catch signals with the fair catch signals. But I think the... I mean, perhaps it's not crystal clear, but... The problem with the
1: call is that it wasn't blown dead in the moment. moment, Correct. As it should have been, and that's the reason why it's such a big deal. It's an invalid fair catch signal. That part of it isn't... I don't think anybody can contest, but what Except happened after fans. it what what happened that's too bad they're wrong i don't care no floyd question mark um it's just i think like they're trying to pull like even kirk ference in his like press conference af- after the game was like making himself out to be like this victim who was robbed and it's like no dude it's because your son is incompetent and gained two yards in the second half it's not about this it's not the official's fault like it's it's your it's on you and, like, they don't make mistakes on Iowa's special teams. That's why they're so good. They made one. And when you make mistakes like that, you lose football games. This call has happened to us this year. This happened to Quentin Redding trying to field the punt. He waved people off the poison call, and he tried to advance the ball, and they blew it dead immediately. And we all got mad in the stands, and they were like, oh, it's an invalid fair catch signal. You can't do this. You can't like do the poison signal and then pick the ball up and advance it you can keep it from continuing to bounce down the field and losing field position but you can't advance and we were like oh okay that makes so much sense okay like we're all fine with it at that point but it was blown dead so like that's the whole problem i think is that it wasn't blown dead
0: yeah and it was always blown dead at other games too because i think griff you shared it on on the group chat that in other games they were blown dead for that kind of signal but in the case of Iowa, this past These weekend, officials it wasn't were bad. Yeah. These officials
1: were bad. They were bad all game. Iowa got a ton of calls, and they just—it's hilarious that they forget about the rest of the game, where uh, you know there's like a really weird catch call that they get at the beginning of the game, where I thought the ball moves as he hits the ground, and then we get an overturn of basically the exact same thing later in the game. Like you know what the hell is that? And then. They get uh, their only touchdown drive is they get four penalties on one drive. They get two freebies inside the red zone for free first downs. And then they finally score on their sixth quarterback sneak in a row. That was it. Like, I don't want to hear it about like, oh, the officials this game, you know, we're all in Minnesota's favor. It's ridiculous.
2: I think one one thing that's important too, just to clarify with the whole like poison Rule two is like nothing audible can be deemed like a signal. It has to be like a motion with the hand. So like Redding or Dejean could have yelled, you know, poison, poison, Peter, Peter. Even if they didn't do any hand signals, like that's not enough to make it an invalid signal. Like they have to make a motion with their arms. Um,
0: which in DeGene's case, it was pointing his finger on his right arm, but his left arm was waving. Which um, they
2: confirmed. That saying there was nothing with the right arm, he was pointing that's legal just to, so you the teammates know where the ball is. It's the left hand, uh, that's kind of moving in a circular motion that might say, Hey, guys, get away from the ball, and the, which then affects the coverage unit on special teams saying, Oh, do we have to tackle this guy? Which they or? are
1: probably looking for because I'm sure PJ was upset about the last time when Cooper calls for a fair catch really late. And then pushes Tyler Newbin and gets a 15-yard uh, penalty added on.
0: Oh, yep. yeah, that too. Same game. And I'm
1: sure PJ said, hey, don't let him do that again. He's going to call a late fair catch and lean into our guy. And so they were watching him.
2: And look, Cooper DeGene is a pro on special teams. Like, we know we're going to see he him He probably... will be
1: a first-round draft pick. Yes.
2: And he knows how to get those calls. Um So, I mean, credit to him for, you know, trying to make those plays. Savvy move. Yeah, savvy move, but you cannot rely on that and have that be the reason your offense couldn't even go 15 yards after his overturn to then kick a field goal.
1: Yeah, didn't they throw a pick to Justin Wally? They did.
2: Wally or Noobin, I can't remember which.
1: It was Wally. It was Wally, number five. But it was
2: three pass plays, I believe, in a row at at the end of the game. And he threw it to the far side of the field. Where you knew all game, he was trying to jump routes. He was timing it fairly well. Just it was missed just a matter two. of time. Yeah,
1: they just missed two, and he throws it right to him.
0: Yep. Yeah, like, uh, if, you, if you guys want to start, let's start on defense. Like, our boys um, only allowed, what, two offensive yards the second half? Yep. yep. Three turnovers, two fumbles on Deacon Hill recovered by the defense and the interception by wally at the end of the game
1: joe rossi came out of the tunnel just went over to kirk ferentz and said
0: night night honestly he did like looking at the stats here guys um on iowa's offense deacon hill was only 10 of 28 116 yards no touchdowns um he
1: is awful
0: yeah and then um, their w- their one touchdown in the game was from Deacon Hill on that QB sneak on that drive where all those penalties came in. And then in terms of receiving, their um, their top receiver was I believe their tight end at 28 yards. No, no, no. Yeah, tight ends, 60, 62 yards. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, our defense came out and played. The boys stayed, you know, in their spots as how. Joe Rossi designed it, but also the tackling.
1: Oh, the tackling. Shout out Maverick Baranowski. We've been on him all year, but he was great. I mean,
2: I also, so yes, Maverick was great too, but I also want to give props to our defensive line. Oh, yeah. Which, when they, like, this was easily their best game of the year. And, you know, like, we were, we've been on them just as much saying, like, hey, can you, can we do some contain? Can we get any sort of pressure on the quarterback? Like, defensive line, Absolutely went above and beyond in this game, and yeah, their-
1: I think that was uh, kind of the missing piece for this offense, you know. And I think we saw this is what it looks like when you when you can rush with four and drop seven every play.
0: It has like Danny Strigo, um, Devin Dale Eastern, Logan Redding, and Ja Joiner, like the fullest four guys getting in there and eating that offensive line. Um, I think Kyler Baugh had a had a
1: good game again. Yeah.
0: I think we also have, I think in this case, not just Joe Rossi, since he is the defensive coordinator, but I think give some props to Winston De La, Delalabodia.
1: <laughs> the, um, the defensive line coach? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's going to be a tough one when he gets hired away.
0: Yeah, but no, credit to those guys. And the D-line looked amazing, especially like, like, like we've been harping on all season and just seeing that pressure come through. And getting, you know, those fumbles coming in and those plays. I know Tyler Newbin was the one that, was it the first one? I'm trying to remember here. Which fumble? The first fumble, um on deacon So Hill. it was
1: just the same thing reversed. The first one was Devin Williams forcing it, Tyler Newbin recovering it, and the second one was Tyler Newbin forcing it, Devin Williams recovering.
0: It. Okay, thanks for the clarification. So yeah, that. Besides those blitzes that, you know, Rossi dialed up, it was an amazing game on the defense. Obviously, that first drive was like WTF because like they just started coming out in the air. Um, but after that, they locked it down the entire game. Yeah, Tyler Newbin,
1: sack, TFL, pass defended, and a fumble recovery,
0: forced fumble. And with that, earned Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week honors as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, just another thing I'll say about the defense is I think um, you saw them finish those tackles that we've been seeing them miss, right? Like those early first down, you, you know, you meet them in the hole and you just miss the tackle. I think that was key for them, right? I think they were able to really stuff the run at the beginning of the game by doing that. And then the defensive line started really beating them off the ball and just getting better penetration inside. and. It just all started to click, which was nice to see. uh, Because that was, you know, a big, big key, I think, to winning was going to be
2: pressuring this quarterback and making them make mistakes. And they did it. How about you, Griff? I mean, I love that they were altering kind of between zone and man um, Mm. pressures. Um, I mean, Iowa was probably like scripting at the beginning a bunch of different sets, but then you kind of know they're going to get into their inefficient groove, if you even want to call it that. Their Um,
1: quote-unquote playbook.
2: Yeah, exactly, their quote-unquote playbook. So at the beginning, that first drive, they're coming out passing, kind of like you mentioned, but you knew as the game went on, Um, they were going to go back to what they know, which is, you know, one page in a playbook. And then you're going to have Rossi, who's going to sit there, and he's not necessarily going to give them – Anything super predictable because we ended up blitzing more in the second uh, half of the game, which was forcing turnovers and just um, affecting timing from uh, Iowa's offense. But I mean, I just love that we didn't necessarily settle down in terms of calling similar coverages and plays, but I just love that we were able to keep them on their toes pretty much the whole game.
0: All right. Anything else with the defense?
1: Uh, great to see them back in form. They 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 are fun to watch and I did notice in the party in the locker room, Mariano Marin right behind the pig.
0: Ooh. All
2: right. I also I also did notice Mark Coyle kind of sitting in the very corner of Kinnick Stadium, sunglasses on, and down eyeing down PJ, saying this has to be a win.
1: He sure tried his best not to though. A win is a win. Is, I guess, yep. Patrick
0: yep. okay. W. All right, so should we get into the the part I feel like the part that needs to improve because like defense played great, um, but I think we need to touch on offense and special teams. So let's go into offense here. So just a quick off or rattle off the stats. Um, Ethan kallik Manis was 10 for 25, 126 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions. Uh, our rush rushing attack Darius Taylor returned this game 16 carries for 59 yards Zach Evans had 10 carries for 44 yards before departing um, with an injury um, Sean Tyler was 9 for 23, Ethan um, since they counted his stats uh, 8 for minus 7 receiving um, Daniel Jackson 7 for 101 and Darius Taylor 3 for 25 um, Soup. I think I'll let you go first on this one because I know you're more passionate about this than me. <laughs> or and, and you, Griff, but... Passionate about what? <laughs> about how the offense was going, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just...
1: <sighs> I'm at this weird point with, with like, his just kind of philosophy on offense where I'm just like I'm not convinced you are like actively trying to win games like I, you can't convince me that this is what you think is the best because it, you, are, you get so close to losing so many of these games and it's completely avoidable and it's because you have like no you have like no tempo on offense like when one thing goes wrong it becomes about avoiding mistakes for like the rest of the drive like you get one drop and you don't you don't throw the ball again the rest of the drive or, and it's just like, you're never in rhythm with anything. Like I just, he has his hands in like the decision making on offense to a point where I think it's too much because they have no rhythm right now.
2: In this game, they were just predictable at the wrong times. Like there were like coming out of the half. They were there passing, running, kind of changing up, you know, every every set of downs. You're like, okay, this is, you know, everything's just a little different than the first. But then, you know, like we mentioned right at the end, when right before we punted away, it's like run, 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 just so we can waste clock. It's like, why? Like, I, I know what you're trying to do, but you're also then, didn't they ended up, I don't
1: know. I don't know. It's... That play that you're talking about where they run it there, that is the single most biggest loss. That's like one of the biggest losses of win percentage of the whole game. It is Minnesota's biggest gain or loss. So it's their biggest gain or loss and win-, and win percentage of the whole game that wasn't caused by a turnover from Iowa. And it's 11%. They lose 11% of win percentage on that play by deciding to run it there.
2: And we have receivers we can just complete a short pass in bounce and keep the clock running.
0: And I don't then, know. I maybe don't know. Even if go for knows.
2: It. Oh, yeah, there's that. But then again, um, obviously, that's not in our offensive playbook. I
0: mean, no. Maybe, yeah, maybe
2: in 2019, slants and stick routes were in our playbook, but maybe not 2020. They ran
1: one out of the half. Did you see that? oh yeah yeah. the one they ran the daniel jackson out of the half i was like yes more no
2: (laughs) one and done yeah
1: i just i don't get it with pj like he was so obsessed with the field position battle of this game and i think it's like it's to a point where it's so detrimental to you do you so this game was in um like iowa's favor for win probability wise for basically the entire game. Do you guys want to know when it flipped?
2: After we took the lead.
1: Daniel Jackson, 39 yards. Minnesota 9, Iowa 10. With 10 mm. minutes in the fourth quarter. Sounds about right. 46% before, 56% after. 10% jump in win probability on one play
0: and we were knocking into the reds uh, into the red zone too, right? At that point.
1: Yeah. You know. I just but it's like and in and, and you're just like giving up on that even happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I don't know. It just, yeah. It it really aggravates me. And I'm not as mad at Ethan, by the way as I was during the game. I I thought he did what they asked him to do he, he had a lot of mistakes in his in his execution and I think he got hurt by some drops and some plays that just didn't bounce our way yeah um,
0: like I do I do have the my bone to pick a little bit like obviously I did was pissed at Ethan the night of the game but after you know we talked on the group chat and like you soup you mentioned his feet placement if his, if his feet not are not set up you know the balls are underthrown because there are times when like Daniel Jackson would beat what is the supposedly a, a first round pick the corner that Iowa has um, Daniel beat him is, every yeah. time at least the f- footage that showed when you know Ethan is passing to Daniel Jackson like honestly I could see D-Jack having at least 200 yards this game the way he hmm. played but he didn't yeah. and then Brevin drops a pass uh, I think this is after the 39-yard throw to D-Jack at this point as well. Brevin drops it on third down, and so we have to kick it, I believe. so.
1: Yeah, in the red zone there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And so, like, I don't know what's up with Brevin right now.
0: Yeah, like blocking, he's doing great. Him and Kallarup are doing what they do as blocking tight ends, but I'm not sure what's going on. If he has the yips or whatever's going on in his head, like nothing is – he's not he's having a hard time catching shit this season compared to like the last couple um and then i i I hate injuries we all do we lost zach evans uh before the game bryce williams was also out for the rest of the season so right now this running back room is very very light because right now it's only darius taylor sean tyler and i don't know who else is behind them uh In terms of like scholarships and walk walk ons,
1: Uh, Derek LeCaptain, uh, the the other Newbin brother,
2: Jordan,
0: yeah Jordan Jordan Newbin. So like this room is getting very very light, and I we don't I do we have anything new about Zach Evans' injury yet, or is it TBD? No,
1: we're not. We're never gonna know.
0: Okay, we
1: we won't know until the like thing before the game.
0: Yeah. If if we're playing it like cautiously, if he's uh, if he if he's out for the remainder of the season, then like right now, I don't want to see um you know Darius Taylor to you know take on so many carries a game for the rest of the season because we have five games left and get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so running back is very depth wise very thin at this point, and guys is not catching passes. You know, I wasn't happy about that. This game, like obviously, guys getting hurt sucks. It, it, it's going to happen, but the 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 room is going to have to step up when um, when we finish off the rest of the season here. But yeah, that's by two bones again. Drop passes, um, and you know, running back room getting light, lighter and lighter as the season goes on. Anything yeah. else?
1: I don't know I just I just think Ethan needs more attempts like you're gonna you're gonna live and die by him you know what I mean so like you might as well live so uh,
0: I don't know like I don't know if it's too early for me to say because we're not to Michigan State yet I think I would like to see kind of like what happened last year at Michigan State when Tanner was starting where did this purely did a lot of passing that last year's game, mm-hmm. and like that'll be the game for Ethan. But then again, knowing PJ is probably not going to happen. But I don't know. Get, again, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> eh,
2: for me, I just want to see him attack the end zone more. I mean, you're not going to yep. convert on every single attempt you throw. Like, do I don't hate you know the Brevin pass that he dropped near the first down line, but I mean, Love. my God, like there's like let's get seven points. Let's not wait to just drive down the field and settle for three every time uh, and barely scrape by. I mean, Honestly,
1: we've... I think if Brevin catches that ball, he's either got the first or it's inches, and I think they do go for it there.
2: Yeah, they're they're pulling out the tosh push for that. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's all I really had to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I mean, when Ethan... When Ethan is able to get more attempts, let loose. Like, we know he can be effective as a quarterback. Like, but he needs to practice some of these back shoulder throws, some of these, you know, corner and post routes. We just need to get him the reps so he can get the timing down.
1: But, it's one thing in practice; it's different in actual games. You have to let him get, like, game reps trying to make these tough throws, and you have to be able, you have to be willing, for that to maybe hurt you a little bit here and it the thing is is right now it's like not a factor for you at all except for when you need it right and I think that's the point I'm trying to bring up with like the win probability swing in the fourth quarter there with 10 minutes left it's when you need it right it is on like second down and short it is a great decision it is a great play call and you just don't you just like take their ability to do that away by being so conservative Yeah. all it takes is you know a couple of those to hit those are big plays and you just don't really like try like Corey Crooms drops the ball and then you give up and like you get a turnover inside the 20 and you run the ball three times what is that and like we all know it's going to happen too you know what I mean like nobody's surprised
0: like, Iowa's defense knew what was going to come.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, like everybody watching the game was like, yeah, they're going to run the ball three times near and kick. Of course it's not going to work. I don't know. P.J. just seems to really, like, have a hand in, like, the pacing of the offense, even though he's not the one calling the plays. His philosophy is the one, like, driving their situational decisions, and it's really bad. It's just really, really bad. And it would have lost them this game if not, for a mistake by Iowa you give them the ball back after that even it's crazy
0: well, is that it on the offense boys? well, I'm sure so. we could go
2: on for a long time about other things, but I think for now yeah that covers it
0: <laughs> righty, so uh why is not here so we'll try to be very pissed off and happy for him at the same time for special teams um I'll start off with the good dragon Kessich was uh four for five on field goals. Um earning special teams player of the week in the Big Ten.
1: Elite
0: like that's a I love dragon. The uh the Serbian hammer. Um
1: and you know all the reports from Iowa City are that it was awful.
0: The weather conditions was not great for that game, especially with the wind.
1: I think he said after the the game, it said he said it was the worst wind he's ever kicked in.
0: And he still made four or five as well. Yeah. And the one he missed was into the wind too. Yeah.
1: The one he missed, he just pushed. Like he just completely pushed. Like it's, it happens.
0: But yeah, great game from Dragon. I don't know much more. How much more to say it? But all hail the kicker. The rest of you. <laughs> yes, not for the rest of special teams
1: negative almost negative five <laughs> total epa for special teams
0: good god i do want to touch on um mark crawford i don't know if he listened to the podcast or rob wenger did or pj i don't know who the hell who but like at least he was kicking towards the sidelines
2: <laughs> yeah i mean you couldn't ask for a better punt from crawford at the end like no you couldn't. oh yeah it was perfectly placed on the sideline. We had one, two, seven. three, four, five, six, yep, seven people there. But I think it might have been Coleman Bryson. Do you know who the Ooh.
1: first one? Brady Weeks? The long snapper. Yeah. How is the long snapper the first guy?
2: Good question. But how are we how were they giving up the sideline as an escape route? That's the only thing about that coverage. That just had me absolutely... They're all
1: they are all just like bunched up too. It's just terrible.
2: I'm like, like they literally have an entire line.
1: Now they're not them. even catching the ball on kickoff. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about like loss of field position? And I think that's the reason this game that like Ethan doesn't get to throw is because you start multiple drives deep in your own territory because you can't feel the kickoff
0: that what in the world yeah that and then there was i think one drive where they pinned us on the one
1: like i understand that there's weather but like catch the ball that's your you have one job catch the ball
2: and we catch the ball muff the punt and all of a sudden it flips the game that's his mindset
1: i know but like you don't field the ball and they're right there they can just pick it up
2: Right. And if you yeah, there's that. And if you don't field the ball then you don't even have a chance to return it if there is a lane.
1: Yep. They're super good in the middle eight though. That's the one thing the Gophers are good at and it's so weird. I don't know, but Brogan's just the only bright spot on special teams and everything else is just like Yeah. What is going on? Like there's no way. Remember I he said at Big Ten Media Days this is my best special teams unit ever. There's no way. That's crazy.
0: Again, I think it's going to the theory that PJ is having too much of his hand into the, the game. situational yeah. kind
1: of pacing and it's just not it's just not good.
0: But also I still say it's his fault for not benching Quentin oh, Redding. Yeah,
1: no, totally.
0: And then Sean Tyler's not being used to his full effectiveness as a returner as well. As we've always been harping on the last few weeks so that like, i don't know offense i can sort of see what pj wants to do again or we see what he wants that he wants to run the hell out of the ball throw when he needs to but what well, what doesn't help with athan but then on special teams i'm like this is an entirely different unit of what we saw yeah this last is just year. playing bad yeah like, like where was the positive special teams place where we saw last year where like we actually had a good return like at syracuse yeah like I am,
1: because they're not blocking. Like they're not really blocking for punt either. They're just conceding to catch the ball wherever you punt it.
0: Like yeah, I I, I wondered as PJ or 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 th- PJ through Rob or PJ and Rob are telling him like, hey, once they field the punt, just start heading towards the sideline. Like is that what they're telling him moving forward? Because like it
1: they're just like always fair catching the ball or like they're block they're going for blocks which is you know kind of good but they're also like not they're like doing punt safe a lot of the time which is like you're half blocking you're half like dropping in zones in case they run like a fake but you're like never blocking to try and set up a return you know what i mean you're always just like conceding that the ball is going to end up wherever it ends up yeah like, that's my whole thing with him It's like, you're just not trying to do anything. You're not trying to break any of your tendencies. You're not trying to, you know, let your young quarterback grow. You're not trying to, like, you're just not trying to be efficient at all. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense as to why. I just don't get it.
0: Oh, I, I think he, he 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 didn't really change his best, like, as we talked about it before PJ's gonna stay stubborn and not really change himself and what he does with his team. Obviously, um Joe Rossi took it into his hands on the defensive side of the ball and look where it got us. Like defense has improved for sure, but I don't know. PJ still hasn't changed his best. Despite us ranting for like the last what, six weeks?
1: I don't know. I just just let him cook. Like, you're going to live by him. You're going to die by him. I keep saying this till I'm blue in the face. Like, just let it loose. It's okay. I don't. I don't understand what he's so afraid of. He clearly has job security. He just won this game, right? Finally won this one. I think his job is safe for the rest of the year. You know? Like, I just don't, I don't get what he's so afraid of to, like, Try and push the envelope or try and like you know, do anything. Like you just seem content to punt the ball, play defense, and like maybe score a touchdown. And it's just like it's it's so painful.
2: Afraid to make mistakes. Mistakes are part of the game. And
1: then you but you end up making the mistakes anyway, and you make them all the time on special teams.
2: All the time. In not so timely manners, like the like the turnovers will always come, and then the, that if you turn it over once, it's normally just going to come back and bite you. Like we didn't have a turnover this game at all, and that is probably the only reason why uh, yeah. we won. Like Iowa mm-hmm. had three, and they still we scored only lost points on two. one. We only got points off of one of those. Yeah, and one of them we could have. Literally returned in to the end zone if one of them just decided to pick it up. Yeah. But they're not taught to do that either. They're taught to get on the ball and let the offense do their work. And by work, I mean run. And by run, I mean run three times and settle for three. Yep.
0: To quote, just like, I'm sorry, Um, to quote realistic Randy, who I follow for Vikings podcast stuff. Uh, he used to say this jingle every time a mike zimmer offense would used to be on the field which is run run pass defense 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 or run 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 defense 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 like that's classic old school football that TJ really wants to run but But why it ain't working i
2: mean I mean? i don't get it it can work if your defense can actually score you points if you have, if, if you can get a touchdown or your or, special teams, maybe or special teams and just get points off turnovers in general, if they don't score, then yeah, then if you can win by more than one possession, that can work. But when you, neither of your units wants to make a mistake, when they know they're going to make a mistake, it's going to kill you.
0: Yeah, a lot to improve on this side of the ball too. So We'll see what happens as we go on to the next game here against Michigan State. It's going to be at home at uh, Huntington Bank Stadium. I almost said TCF. Um, Still is. True, still is. Um, It is going to be a 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time kickoff. Uh, Again, the crew of Opa Podcast still hashtag hates 2.30 kickoffs. But going on from there, um, the current betting numbers, the Gophers, are minus 7 in the spread. Over-under is at 40.5 for this game. And I forgot to note, it'll be airing on Big Ten Network. Uh, Going into this game, um, I think the major news point that everyone has probably seen and heard is Michigan State's coming off um, of a big scandal, or is, uh, with Mel Tucker's firing um not too long ago right like i feel like it was a couple weeks ago maybe guys or am i blinking out or a few weeks ago
1: uh it was a couple weeks ago but it's it's you know the the news of the season for them
0: yeah um so with his departure and also some untimely injuries uh so right now looking at it so they lost in Michigan last weekend 0-49. Um, their quarterback who was playing was Caden Hauser, um, who on the season so far has thrown 392 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, their lead rusher here is um, Nathan Carter, who... Only rushed 17 times against Michigan for thirty-six yards and then Malik Carr was their top receiver, two receptions for thirty-two yards um against Michigan. So i I really don't know what to make like of this Michigan State team because in the last five games, all five of them have been losses. So again, 49 to 0, Michigan 27 to 24, Rutgers win. Iowa won 26 to sixteen. Maryland, 131-9, and Washington, 141-7. Um. So from an overview glance, I think Michigan State is not a great team overall, but then I go back to when we thought the same thing about Northwestern, and then we blew a fourth-quarter lead. So I don't know. What do you guys think about this game coming up?
1: You can't you can't let this one get away from you you just you, you can't don't do that I'm like just don't don't do it i don't know what else to say to him at this point you know what i mean like get out of your own way stop stepping on the rake like it's okay just let it, let it go whatever you're worried about just let it go and just go let let
2: let the guys play
1: it'll be it'll be all right
2: one thing that has been abundantly clear for Michigan State in the last five games is, once there's enough offense, um, offensive numbers put up by the other team, they really don't ever come back from it. Um, score early, score often, like Soup says, get out of your own way. Uh, this is a game that you absolutely have to win. Personnel wise, we have we are beating them in I think almost every critical category or position, um, if if you if this is a game for eighth to shine uh, or if if there is a game for Ethan to shine, this would be the one. Um, I mean, total yards, team stat wise, they give up about i mean it's kind of flipped like the Michigan State gives up way more passing than they do rushing. We give up more rushing than we do passing. So, I mean, just have the teams play. This is a game you can let loose. Defense for Michigan State doesn't necessarily hold up all game. Um, I want this to be a two-possession win, no matter what.
0: But also, too, I think the discipline on Michigan State's side has not been great either. Like the Michigan game last week, I know they're getting boat raced by Michigan, but like one of their defensive players does like an Unnecessary roughness penalty, which gets them ejected from the game. Like, I think what I see, besides, you know, the Gophers getting out of their own heads and letting Ethan cook and stuff, and defense playing as they've been so far this season, and even better, especially what we saw in Iowa and special teams just doing something. I just think if we play disciplined football and have no penalties as well, because remember, that, what was that? That one drive. I know the rest were bad, but like, some of the guys wear this
1: should... team down, right? You'll yeah. wear this team down at some point. Yeah. But don't be afraid to push the ball down the field. Like it's just frustrating because there are moments there where the offense looks to click and then there's a drop by Corey Crooms and then they give up. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's it's okay to try again, you know? I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, for me it's just discipline because again, Michigan State doesn't seem as disciplined and like they're gonna give us those plays like you know penalties that will be positive yards for either offense or defense so I just think as long as we played a very clean game as well I think it'll be good for the Gophers especially with some of the penalties last game the
1: pass protection needs to be a lot better especially for McQuinn Carroll it's been bad he's fine in the run game but he he is struggling as a pass blocker like give me Greg Johnson in, in a little bit I don't I'm done with this guy at right tackle. It's just not good.
0: All right. um, Should we get into predictions then, or you guys have anything more to chat about um, this upcoming game?
2: I'm excited to see. Go ahead, Griff. Sorry. No, mine wasn't even, like, um, play-related. I just knew that the whole, like, the whole Michigan-Michigan-State thing, like, Michigan has – um, there's scandal going on and then Michigan State ended up suspending the staffer that was doing the video board stuff that had the picture of Hitler on it. So it's just not a good time for Michigan State football and Michigan football in general.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we didn't even touch on uh Michigan.
2: Not at all.
0: We can touch them at the end. Right now we're pre Michigan State boys. <laughs> gotta keep us on task here
1: there's too much happening
0: i know so much um going into michigan state here so like i mentioned uh the gophers spread is minus seven over under 40.5 um i go i'll go first preseason i said dub i'm gonna say 23 17 gophers win and then i'll chime in for wyatt wyatt's going 2013 all right who wants to go next I'll go 24 13 24 thirteen all right Gophers
1: they kick two field goals they get a dar- they get a garbage time touchdown you know
0: How about you Griffin
2: 26 seventeen I picked up for the for the gopher right yep yes he did yeah, that's what I figured
0: we all did. alrighty well cool uh, for those viewing and listening um, we'll have fun at the game if you're planning to go um, soup would not be there <laughs> for the next two home games mm-hmm. but um, I think Griffin and I might be watching from home
2: shall... I will be working both nights
0: alright but we shall see I might go with the one who, who knows but um, going on from there uh, yeah Touch back on Michigan, like, holy crap!
1: Fill <laughs> the good people in.
0: Um, I don't know much. Uh, so there is a a scandal for Michigan as well for signs for cheating uh, by stealing and re- knowing the signs that each of their opponents have been using, uh, while in the game. And the uh, staffer who was alleged allegedly doing it has been suspended and it's been going on for like a lot of games as well from what it was reported and it's currently being a- actively investigated by the NCAA but other than that um, a broad overview um, what are you guys' thoughts or or what do you guys know about further into this situation?
2: One thing that's very interesting is JJ Watts' perspective on it. The fact that he commented on Instagram on this story and says, I'm a UW badger. That's just like the game, that's just a part of it. I'm like, hmm, interesting interesting to think about. But apparently, all I mean, just from me reading articles today, the NCAA is expected to receive some sort of video evidence of illegal technology used in scouting. Um apparently this staffer by the name of Connor Stallions um purchased eleven tickets from different Big Ten schools, different league schools. So I mean part of part of me thinks like they're also just going after Michigan because Michigan's an easy target. Like they're one of the best teams in college football. I feel like if you know if this is a lower level team that maybe doesn't win as much there's probably not going to be as much attention drawn to it but it's the ncaa it's michigan harbaugh is already out for all the non-conference games they're looked at through a very uh very um they're under a big microscope right now so anything they do is kind of just immediately uh looked at and evaluated How about you, Soup?
1: It's, I don't know. I, I like just was like joking. I like sarcastically re- replied to Nic- Nicole Arbach on on Twitter that uh, with you know like tongue in cheek, like oh, so that's how they beat the Gophers by forty, you know, vacate the win or whatever. And that tweet was fun, and it might actually happen now, which is hilarious. So, I mean, cause this is like really bad,
0: you know? Cause like, this is not, this is like really bad, like en- enough to like forfeit wins, right? Plus. It, apparently
1: it's not clear where the money's coming from cause he only makes like 55K according to the university, but it's like all the travel and 11 tickets,
0: you know? Yeah, it ain't cheap these days.
2: Well, ticket, tickets purchased for more than 30 games for the past three years at 11 different big 10 schools yeah and a lot of those tickets apparently weren't even like they were bought under his name but he didn't attend every single game because i think they said he was forwarding tickets to others so i think that might be the huge issue here whereas how big is this operation if you know uw's not earth uw uh, university of michigan wasn't even some of the opponents in a lot of these games like, there's maybe there is something bigger going on.
0: Maybe, maybe. Well, we're we'll about to find out more soon as things come to light. Um,
2: or or something's levied against the university.
0: True, that too. But wow, not a. I just, I never realized it till now, and now that I'm thinking back, it's, it back, this is not a good year in terms of like optics for the big 10 like obviously you have northwestern this past summer uh michigan state you know the past fall and now this on michigan and obviously michigan like suspending jim harbaugh what we buying a cheeseburger for a recruit or something yeah uh, so not a not a good great <laughs> great season on optics wise with the big 10 especially with what you UC, ucla usc Oregon and Washington coming to the conference next year. But I don't know. Maybe just off candily thinking away, but.
1: No, it's, I agree. It's not great. So I don't know. It's just like, it's one of those things we're not going to know about for like some time. And I think it's like tough. To just kind of be okay with that, you know what I mean? Like, like we're just not gonna get any answers for a while, and it's just very
0: interesting, and I want and we want to know, like we want the tea. Give us the yeah, tea.
1: And it, and it, but it looks like really bad. And to like all the Bears fans out here who are like, oh, good, I hope he leaves and comes to coach the Bears. You guys are out of your mind.
0: <laughs> Is that the talk S- right now?
1: <laughs> I've I am seeing it too much on Bears Twitter. Stop it. Everybody's two favorite coaches, they're like, get rid of these guys. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Let's see how the year plays out. But everybody's like, let's go get, like, Pat Fitzgerald or Jim Harbaugh. And I'm like, you guys are crazy.
0: No. But I will say, though, about the Bears, Tyson Badgent. Yeah. He seems to be good.
1: (laughs) Sure. Let's, Let's stack some good performances and then...
2: True, true, stack true. some good stack some good performances um, Get a lot of tape against them So all the teams can look at him And we'll see how he pans out over time
1: Yep We don't know anything about Either quarterback for the Bears Until the season ends So that's the only way it's watchable
0: But Alright all Even in...
1: then the three games I haven't watched They've put up 30 so maybe it's me
2: Just gotta eat a burger for every game And they'll throw up a 30 burger for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it's possible but other than that anything else to touch upon um i wouldn't want, i want to touch this uh the gophers men's hockey team are still ranked number one uh winning the first game against north dakota on friday uh four to zero shut out and then uh we lost uh one to two on saturday but they're still number one in the country
2: north dakota was ranked fourth right fourth
0: fifth sixth, fifth, something. Uh, like that. fifth yep
2: Yeah, you know what? I'll take a series split over a top five team any day of the week. That's fine. Yeah, we'll take it. Can't win them all. It's a long season.
0: A very long hockey season. But other than that, um, should we call it Rap Boys?
1: Ooh, I'm watching Monday Night Football. Oh, did that start? They're showing showing the painful Viking stats.
2: Oh, boy. What are you talking about? There are no no such things as painful Viking stats.
1: 0-3 at home. Yikes.
2: What are you talking about? And then, you know, we average 200 rush yards a game because we're amazing. <laughs> uh, no penalties at all. This must be some fake, fake stats, Soup. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> it's okay. The Bears won their first first home game for, like, the first time in, like, almost I think two years or something. Oh, really? It was, like, at least – I think it was
2: since the San Francisco game last year. Hmm. Bears fans deserve so much better, and this is coming from a Vikings fan. Thank
1: you. You guys do too, honestly. <laughs> Every Honestly, everybody in the NFC North does, except the Packers, and Lions fans are being really annoying about it.
0: Yeah, I, I will say this. Lions fans are being very, very annoying right now.
1: With Michigan too, you know what? This is some sweet, sweet comeuppance for you guys.
0: <laughs> very true. But, no – um. No, oh, Then again, I'm, I'm sitting here on my Vikings jersey so I can watch Monday Night Football. It looks like Christian McCaffrey will be playing tonight, but he might be Good. limited, but we'll see. But other than that, all right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening to we OPA Podcast. We
1: won to end. We are happy. Yes. I am glad
2: we won. We have the big. It is exciting.
0: We have we are, the bacon. We are
2: critical, but we won, and we are happy about it. I'm, we're sorry if it doesn't come off that way.
1: We just know this team deserves better.
0: Very true. We deserve better. But, again, thank you so much for listening and watching to OPA Podcast, Episode 71. Uh, Go check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. But we'll see you guys next week to recap Michigan State and preview Illinois. But other than that, we'll see you guys next time.